Hello everyone, this is Minister Dennis Payne once again coming back to you uh, with the Word of God. Now today we're going to go to another topic. We want to deal with um, the fruit of God. What is the fruit of God? We're going to be talking about that. What I want to do, I want to go in the book of John, the Gospel of John. I want to go to the 15th chapter. We'll be reading the 15th chapter and we're going to be talking about the vine of the vine, not only the vine, we're going to be talking about the fruit of God. What is the fruit of God? What is the fruit of God? So we're going to be dealing with the fruit of God. Let's go to the word of God. John, the 15th chapter, verses number one. Now we have some dialogue. Jesus is talking. He says, I'm the true vine and my father is the husbandman. So we know what is the husbandman. The husbandman is the farmer. And then he says, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And then every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now, what we see, we see two types of branches. We got a branch that's in Jesus because he stated Every branch in me that birth not, birth not fruit, he take away. And every branch that birth fruit, he purges it, he cleanses it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So there's two type of branches. There's a branch that, that's in him that's not bearing fruit. And then there's a branch that's in him that's bearing fruit. And he's purging that branch that it might bring forth more fruit. Now notice he said every branch that's in him that does not bear fruit, he take it away. So the question is, where is Jesus, Jesus excuse me, where is Jesus taking the branch that's not bearing fruit? Because it's stated in the word of God, Every branch in me, there's a branch in Christ Jesus that's not bearing fruit. Because the scripture stated that Jesus said, Every branch in me that burned not fruit, he taketh away. So the question is, where is he taking it to? And then there's a branch that's burned fruit. He purged it that it may bring forth more fruit. And as we get into this teaching, we're going to find out about the branch that's not bearing fruit. Now, he stated in verse number three, he said, you are clean through the words which I've spoken unto you. So the purpose of the word of God is to clean us. That is the purpose of the word of God. Verse number four states, he tells them to abide in him and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you, except you abide in me. Now, what he's telling the believers, we have to live in him. The word abide means live in Jesus. Live in. Abide in him. And he said he will abide in us as the branch cannot bear fruit of it, except, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except you abide in me. That's the words of Jesus. So it's imperative. It's important 
that we live in Jesus. Living in Jesus is living in the Holy Ghost. That's why we talked about the Holy Ghost. That's why it's imperative, it's important that we have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Living in Jesus is also living in the Word because Jesus is the Word. The Bible said in John, the first chapter, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word the wealth among them. How did the Word the wealth among the people? The Word the wealth among the people in the person of Jesus Christ. So we know that living in Jesus is living in the Word. Living in Jesus is living in the vine because Jesus said he is the true vine. So it's important that we abide, which means it's important that we live in Jesus, and we know that living in Jesus is living in the Word. As the branch, and we are the branch, we cannot bear fruit of itself except we abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Now notice, there's no possible way that we're going to bear fruit. Now, we began this teaching with what is the fruit of God? What is the fruit of God? He's talked about a fruit. What is the fruit of God that he's talking about? What is the fruit of God? He went on and we're going to get to that. What is the fruit of God? He said, I'm the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me. And I in him, the same bringing forth much fruit. For without me, you can't do nothing. Notice, he mentioned fruit again. What fruit is he talking about? What fruit is he talking about? That's what we're going to get to. What fruit is he talking about? Then he states in verse number 6, If a man abide not in me, if a man abide not in the word, because Jesus is the word, he's cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. These are they that are not living in Christ Jesus. They are thrown forth. He used this il illustration. Now, a lot of us don't want to hear this. He stated in the word of God, if we are not abiding in him, if we are not living in him, we are cast forth as a branch and it withers and men gather them and it's thrown into the fire and they are burned. That's what the word said. Then he said in verse number seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, notice this. Only when we're living in him, we can ask what we will, and it shall be done unto us when we are living in him. In verse number, uh, in verse number 8, he goes on to say, Herein. If my father glorified that you bear much, there's that word fruit again. Bear what? Fruit. So shall you be my disciples. 
What fruit was he talking about? So it's the will of God that we bear fruit. So what fruit is he talking about? Now, when I was a younger Christian, I thought the fruit was going out witnessing to other people. I thought they were the fruit. But I found out different. What fruit was he talking about? He said, my father is glorified that we bear, watch what it said, much fruit. So you shall you be my disciples. He said, as the father have loved me, so have I loved you. And then he tells them, continue in my love. So that means the believers, if you have if you have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ and believed in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, if you believe it in your heart, not just the confession because there's a true confession and then there's a false confession. It's got to be a true confession. So if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible said we shall be saved. So we have to believe it from the heart. It just cannot be a confession. We have to believe it's in the heart. Somebody say, well, why do we have to believe it in the heart? Because that's what God is looking at. He's looking at the heart. He's judging the heart. So we can say things with our lips and not mean it. And he knows that. So he's judging what? The heart. And then he stated in verse number 10, if you keep my commandment, and we know that his commandment is the word of God. You should abide in my love. So the only way that we're going to live in the love of God, we have to be keeping his what? His commandment. So he said, if you keep my commandment, and his commandment is the word, you shall abide in my love, even if I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. That means that we the believers, we got to stay in the love of God. So how do we stay in the love of God? By keeping the commandments of God. That's how we do it. It's by keeping the commandments of God. That's how we stay in the love of God. And then he states in verse 11. These things I have spoken unto you. That my joy might remain in you. That your joy might be full. What is the joy? That we bear fruit. That's the joy. What is the fruit? We're going to get there. We're going to know what the fruit. What fruit was he talking about? I'm going to get there. Verse number 12, 12 said, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, watch this. This is important. When we love people, we just can't do it with lip service. What are you talking about lip service? Just because I say I love someone, does it really mean that I love them? We have to love everyone in word and deed. What do you mean in word and deed? When I say that I love you, I got to prove it by doing it. I got to prove it. Faith without works is dead. Listen, if I say that I love you, I got to prove it by what I do. So this is my commandment. 
This is Jesus talking. This is my, my commandment. That you love one another. Now, we have to love one another even though they may not look like us. They may be in another, uh, let me say it like this. They may be of a different ethnicity. They may not look like you. They may have a different pigmentation. But we are commanded to love one another even as God loved us. That's the way we have. Now, you got to know this. It's impossible to love one another without God being in you. Why? Because the scriptures teaches, He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. So in order for me to love anyone, God himself have to be in me. He's got to be in me in order for me to love anyone. Now, I can't love, watch this, you got to get this, it's important. It's impossible for me, for me to love anyone without God. I can't do it. The only way that I'm going to love anyone, he has to be in me in order for me to love anyone. He's got to be in me. So it's important that God be in you. He's got to be in you. He's got to be in you. Somebody said, well, how is he going to be in me? When you receive God's spirit, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's when you receive his spirit. He is in you. Then you have the potential within you to love everyone without him being in you. You do not have the potential to love anyone. He states in uh, verses 13, he said, Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. That's what the Lord want us to do. He stated in his word, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. In other words, we have to give up our lives. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So we the believer, we have to give up our lives. We have to give up our lives. The scripture teaches, if we seek to save our lives, we're going to lose it. But if we lose our lives for his name's sake, whose name's sake? The name of Jesus. If we lose our lives for his name's sake, we will gain it. We have to lose our lives. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Then he said, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you to do. So which means that we have to obey the word of God. Verse number 15. This is important. Henceforth, he told us, I call you not servants. 
For the servants know not what his Lord doeth. But I've called you friend. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. What he's telling us, everything that the father had given him, he's going to give it to us. Why? Because we are friends of God. We are friends of God. And I like number verse number I like verse number 16. He said, You have not chosen me. You did not choose Jesus. You didn't choose him. You didn't choose him. He said, You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And he ordained you. He said, I've chosen you and I ordained you. The word ordained, it means. He has appointed you to be a son of God. You've been appointed by God to be his son. He appointed us to, to do what? That you should go forth and bring forth what? Fruit. There we are again. He's talking again about the fruit of God. What is the fruit of God? We're going to get there. What is the fruit of God? We're going to get there. He said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. The word chosen means I have like selected you and ordered you. I ordained. I appointed you that you should go and bring forth fruit. So he's commanding us to bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain and that whatsoever you ask of the father in my name he may give it you let me stop right here so i'm going to explain this to you he said you have not chosen me but i've chosen you and ordained you i've appointed you that you should what go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain remain what are you talking about remain What's he talking about fruit? I don't understand it. What is he talking about? What fruit does he, does he want to, to remain? I'm glad you asked. What I want, we're going to go and find out what this fruit is. I want you to go with me to Galatians. What is the fruit of God? What is he looking for? What is the fruit of God? This is imperative. you got to know what the fruit of God is. In the book of Galatians, if you will, I want you to go with me in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 22. But the fruit of the Spirit, what Spirit? The Spirit of God. The fruit of the Spirit of God is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This is the fruit of God. So what is the fruit of God? The fruit of God is the character of God. That's what he wants from the believer. He wants his character manifested in us. He wants his character made known to the world. The world has to see 
the character of God in us. Listen, you got to get this. When the world sees the character of God in us, then the world can be saved. They'll know who God is when they see his character in us. The Bible stated that we are in Christ's stead and our purpose is to reconcile. Reconcile means to bring back, bring back to lost, the lost back to God. So the fruit of the spirit is the character of God. That's the fruit. How do you know the fruit of the spirit is the character of God? Remember, in the book of Genesis, when he made the man, he made Adam. He made Adam in the image and after the likeness of God. Not God, but a reflection of who he is. And when Adam rebelled against God, he what he did, he lost the character of God. Somebody say, well, how did he lose the character of God? God doesn't sin. Adam was made an innocent being. That's how he was. He was innocent. But he chose to rebel against God. That's what he did. And when he chose to rebel against God, that's when all of mankind, they lost the image of God. And the only one, only way that we can regain the image of God is through God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way. And he told us, going back, to John. He said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you and ordered you that you should go forth and bring forth more, what? Bring forth fruit and that your fruit should, what? Remain. He doesn't want us to lose the character of God. He don't want us to lose that character because when we lose his character, no one can see Jesus in us. Remember, he told us that you are the light of the world. Okay? So what is the light? What is the light going to do? The light of Christ Jesus is going to manifest what? The character of God. What is the character of God? It's the fruit of God. That's what he wants us to bear, the fruit of God. What is the fruit of God? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, long-suffering, and faith. That's God's character. And that's what he wants us to make known to the world. That's why he commanded us to let our light so shine before men. And when we do that, then the world can see the character, the fruit of God that's in us. They can see it. And that's why he said he wanted our fruit to remain 
There's a possibility that we can lose. That's why the reason why he said remain, because there's a possibility that we can lose the character of God by rebelling against God, by not keeping his commandment. So it's important that we, the believer, make known, manifest the fruit of God. And we know now that the fruit of God is the character of God. Now, I'm going to leave you right now, but I'm going to give you a chance. The Bible said this, and this is very, did you got to get this? The Bible said in Romans 10 and 9, if we confess the Lord Jesus Christ, confession means to say, to say the same thing and admit it. If we confess the Lord Jesus Christ, with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. If we believe that, we shall be saved. Now, when you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, it's no longer your life. He's Lord. You're not doing what you want to do. You're doing what he wants you to do. Remember that if you love me, you will keep my commandment. So if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what the scripture teaches. Now you got an opportunity to be saved. All you have to do is confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart. Why should I believe in my heart? Because that is what God is looking at. He's looking at your heart. And he knows everything. He's omniscient, which means he knows everything. The Bible said everything is naked and, and open unto him in whom we have to do. So he knows when we are sincere. And he knows when we are not sincere. So repeat after me if you really believe. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Repeat after me. Say Lord Jesus. I repent. Of my way. Lord Jesus. I believe. That you died on the cross. And you was buried. And God the Father. He raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus. I open. The door. To my heart. And I receive you. Right now. Into my heart. As my Lord. And Savior, thank you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Next week, in Jesus' name.